Welcome to the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, shadow integration, and manifestation. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. Happy New Year, Slay and Thriver. This is officially the first episode of 2024, and I am so excited to have you here listening. Taking this time out of your day to create your best life and your best self ever. This is going to be such a fun, timely, and practical episode to help you get the most out of 2024 and beyond. There's going to be so many juicy takeaways in this episode, so you might want to grab a notebook to take some notes and make some plans to put all of this into action. And if you're driving, walking, cleaning, whatever you might be doing, I get it. I'm usually listening to podcasts while driving or cleaning. So when they say grab a notebook, I'm like, wish I could. But that's a recipe for either a distracted driving ticket or a car accident. (laughs) And when this is the case, and I listen to something that's very impactful and resonates with me on a deep level, I'll always go back and listen to the episode a second time with a notebook or a journal so that I get maximum value out of it. And I find a way to put that wisdom into action. So when you can, you might want a notebook for this one, even if it means listening multiple times. Okay, we are going to talk about how you get to make this next year the most magical, aligned, joyful year ever. Those were the words that came through for me as I was planning and preparing this episode. And I think they sum up my three wishes for you and also for myself as we go into this new year. I want your upcoming year to be magical. I want you to find yourself surprised and delighted by the synchronicities that come into your life on a regular basis. I want you to step into your full creative power and bring to life anything you desire, whether that's a body transformation, a new level of financial abundance, a book you want to write, a new relationship, new career, whatever it is you're looking to create. And I want the achievement and fulfillment of your desires to feel like magic, like it came to you with so much ease and like the whole universe conspired in your favor to make it happen. And I want you to have an aligned year. When I say aligned, I'm referring to a year that is personally aligned for you. It's personally aligned with your values and your deepest desires, the real ones, not the desires you think you should want because the rest of society makes you feel like you should want them. It's just like ban should 
from the upcoming year altogether. Like, that's that word. I also want it to be a year where you feel like all of your energy is aligned. So your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual energy, it's all working together and flowing in the direction of your desired destination. Finally, I want this to be a joyful year for you. And for it to be a joyful year, that looks like a level of deep presence for the life you have. It looks like being in this state of not just appreciation, but reverence for everything you've already manifested. There's this sense of awe, like oh my goodness, this is what I've created and it's beautiful and I'm so grateful, beyond grateful. I'm reverent about all of the things in my life. Being joyful looks like being engaged and happy in the daily activities of your life, even the mundane ones. I want you to clean your toilets joyfully, seriously. So to make this the most magical, aligned, joyful year, I wanted to create a resource for you on the show that could help you make this happen. This is what we're diving into on the show today. I'm going to share seven, I believe it's seven, seven strategies for making this the most amazing year yet. I'm also going to talk about why I stopped planning the whole year in advance and what I do instead to achieve more goals and accelerate my progress. And I'm going to give you two powerful alternatives to setting New Year's resolutions. Okay, let's start with the first strategy I have for you. And the first strategy I have is to avoid planning your entire year in January. I think this is what a lot of people do. They will map out all the things they want to accomplish and tackle in a coming year. And what I've learned, especially over the past two years, is it's not the most effective way to have the best year ever. The first reason for this is that 365 days is a long-ass time. And sometimes when we give ourselves an entire year to accomplish certain goals, we'll end up delaying and dragging our feet, and then it's November, December, and then we kick ourselves because now we don't have enough time. And then we feel really discouraged. Because we realize now we're rushing and trying to make some progress, but we're distracted by the holidays. And we realize that we didn't use that year as powerfully as we could have. What if instead of an entire year-long window, you broke your year up into periods of 90 days? And for each of those 90-day periods, you gave yourself one singular focus. Personally, I was inspired to start approaching my goals and dreams in this way versus the typical New Year's resolution start after I read two different books. And the first was Existential Kink by Carolyn Elliott. And in this book, what she does is she recommends giving yourselves 90 days to choose a singular focus, and you're going to make that thing your North Star. And the reason she recommends a singular focus is because when you give something the lion's share of your attention, you're no longer diluting your energy. And when you're not diluting your energy, you can make a lot more progress in a singular direction on your most important aim. This is going to feel way better than, for example, making 
bit of progress with your health, a little bit with your career, getting a little bit of that creative project done. When you go basically all in on something for a shorter period of time, you're going to build more momentum and you get to celebrate more wins. And when you choose something that will have the biggest impact on your life overall in a certain time period, you're going to naturally find that other areas improve as well. The other book that inspired this for me was the book, The 12-Week Year. And this book also talks about the power of breaking your year down into four seasons or four 12-week periods. So if this is something that appeals to you, The 12-Week Year is a book that breaks down how to map out and also execute successful 12-week plan. So what this has looked like for me is that I kind of cheated. I don't know if it's cheating, but I basically started a 12-week year in December instead of January. At the beginning of December, I was officially 12 weeks out from my upcoming half marathon. So now my main goal is to do everything in my power to get in the best shape possible so I can run a sub two-hour half. From there, I know what my priorities are and can, and can plan accordingly. I know I need to schedule the runs in. I know I want to make time to do mobility and stretching so that my body recovers. I know that I want to take more time to plan my meals, making sure I'm getting the appropriate carbohydrates for performance, all the things. And then I also have a deadline for this goal, a very <laughs> firm deadline. And that deadline is February 25th, 2024. That is race day. Another powerful thing about 12-week periods is that you have a built-in deadline. One of the best ways to ensure you get something done or accomplished is to give yourself a firm but loving deadline about when you're going to accomplish something. So that is the first strategy. I would also recommend having a vague idea of what you want to focus on goal-wise in your upcoming 12-week periods but not getting overly attached to these ideas. Maybe you think, okay, first season, I'm going to train for this half marathon on this race. And then in the second season, you want to focus on a creative project you've wanted to get off the ground. But maybe between now and then, you end up getting into a new relationship or you get a new job and suddenly that takes over and that's going to be your new focus. You don't want to get too intently focused and attached to a certain thing for the coming months because you never know what's going to happen with life and you want to leave some openings for things to change as the year progresses. All right, so that's the first strategy is instead of doing this, the traditional year-long planning, break it up into quarters and just really focus on planning this first quarter while maybe having a vague idea how you want the other quarters to go. Example of this is in August of this coming year, Chris and I have signed up to do Tough Mudder together. That means in that, I guess, third quarter, I would say, again, my health and fitness is going to take top priority most likely. And then in my second quarter, maybe I want to focus more on the podcast or maybe I want to create something. So that's strategy number one. The next strategy I would recommend is use a year in review to create guidance for the coming year. I did an entire episode on this, just the episode before this. So if you haven't listened to that yet, 
definitely check it out. And the main way you can use this is to look at what your biggest lessons were and how you're going to integrate those lessons in the coming year. The third thing I would highly recommend is create evidence and synchronicity trackers for the key areas in your life where you want to create change. And you ideally don't want to choose more than three because that's a lot of stuff to keep track of. For example, mine for 2024 are going to be health and fitness, abundance, and impact slash influence. And then I also have a general category for synchronicities that don't fit into a category, but they're kind of cool and I want to keep track of them. And when I say synchronicity, that's just any event that might seem random on the surface or to someone else, but has special significance for you. An example of this, I recently did a tarot card pull, and it was a daily card where I pulled the temperance card. And this is the card of balance, moderation, and patience. And then that same day, I went into a retreat where one of the key takeaways was about having patient timelines with yourself as you work on projects, which means not rushing and not trying to make things happen too fast because why do these things have to happen fast? This was a synchronicity that related more to my life and the approach I wanted to have in a bigger way fitting neatly into a category. And in fact, it could fit into all of those categories, right? It could have fit into patient timelines around health, patient timelines around abundance, and patient timelines around impact and influence. So it didn't fit into a particular category, but it was a synchronicity I wanted to remember. So I put it in the general category. And then as you're setting this up, you can do this in whatever way works for you. Maybe you like to bullet journal and you have a bullet journal for it. Personally, I have a file in For the Words with the different categories. Or maybe you have a program like Trello and you put little cards in certain categories. You want to find a way to set this up that works for you that you'll be able to stick to. The fourth thing that you can do here is, again, take a look at your emotional home. And when I say that, I'm just talking about the main emotions you felt over the course of a year or how you normally feel. And if necessary, do a home makeover. Because at the end of the day, we get to decide how we want to feel. And we have so much power to generate certain feelings if we claim that power. A great resource for diving into this is The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. One of the most powerful ways you can create a magical, aligned, joyful year is just to remember you have so much agency over the emotions you feel and the states you find yourselves in. And the more you focus on how you actually want to feel, the more you get to folk feel this way, regardless of external circumstances, because what you're focusing on is going to expand. And this isn't to say that you want to never feel anger, you want to never feel fear, you want to never feel sadness. Those emotions are also valuable. However, you probably don't want those to be things that live in your home permanently. The fifth practice that I love so much is you want to choose a word or a focus for the year. For example, my 2021 word was transformation. 
And my 2022 word was expansion. Another thing that I've started doing just in the last year was I've started paying attention to my numerological year. Um, and I pick a word that has a relationship with the themes of that numbered year. And if you're not super familiar with that, you can get a calculator online that just tells you what numerological year you're in. That word is so hard to say for me for whatever reason. So for example, in 2021, I was in a year nine, which was about a lot of like closing chapters and ending things. And that was interesting because that was when I left my long-term personal training job. And then my year in 2022 was a year one. And that's all about new beginnings and starting stuff up and fresh energy. And that was when I started a whole bunch of new things. I got engaged. I moved in with my husband, which was a whole new experience. I started a business. I enrolled in a bunch of new coaching programs. It was just a lot of fresh starts. And 2023 was a year two for me, which is a year of focusing on relationships, having patience, there's that word again, as well as gradual steady progress. So nothing big happens in this year. It's a lot of slow growth. It's kind of a slow burn. And this made a lot of sense given this was my first full year living with my husband and his son and also the year we got married. So I picked the word devotion for 2023 because it felt like it captured both the essence of paying close attention to my key relationships and prioritizing those. And I also felt like devotion was what would be required to be patient and accept slower moving progress. And then from there, I always create a project on my For the Words account for each of these years. So in the in 2021, it was the Transformation Diaries. In 2022, it was the Expansion Diaries. And in 2023, it was the Devotion Diaries. And this year, 2024, I have chosen the word abundance because year three is a year of creativity and ideas. So yes, please, all of that. And what I've noticed over the past six months, especially, is the ways I can operate with a scarcity mindset. And this happens when I get triggered or if certain things happen. So I want this to be the year where I begin automatically getting into and staying in an abundance mindset. And this is abundance on every level. We're not just talking about money. I mean, that's part of it. Like who doesn't want an abundance of money, but also an abundance of time, an abundance of health, an abundance of progress, an abundance of joy and magic and love and fun, just all the things. So now I have a file called The Abundance Diaries, and that is going to be the theme that I've chosen for the year based on both my numerological year, and that's a bonus. You don't have to do that if you're like, that's too weird and woo-woo for me. Totally fine. Just pick a word that maybe it's been coming up for you a lot in the podcast you're listening to or the books you're reading or you're seeing the word everywhere. Or maybe you notice this word came up a lot when you did your year-end review. And that's just going to be your word for the year. And you use it as a guiding principle or a North Star. All right. So the sixth 
practice I have, speaking of principles, is revisit your standards, principles, and identity at the beginning of the year. I believe this is one of the most powerful ways you can have an incredibly year. And it's a great alternative to being New Year's resolution focused. Most resolutions fail because they're based on a certain outcome. They're not focused on who we would have to be day after day, week after week, month after month to become that person. Instead, when you know what your desires are, your outcomes that you want, and then you get clear about the boundaries, principles, standards, and identity the person who has that desire or that outcome has, you have a lot more agency and feel more empowered. And you're focused on the places where you can impact a lot more change. An example of this, lots of people want to transform their health and fitness right around this time of year. They might have a goal, an outcome to finally lose that 20 to 30 pounds. Okay, but what standards, what principles to live by and what identity would this person need to have in order to not only lose that weight but keep the weight off and maintain the outcome. They might have a standard of only eating out X number of times per month. One of their core principles might be mindful eating at a table without distractions. And I honestly think if people just focused on this one principle it would solve so many problems with overeating, emotional eating, and bitch eating. And then finally, what identity would this person have? This would be a person who loves herself so much that she finds other ways to soothe herself that don't involve food. This would be a person who prioritizes rest and relaxation, so her body is set up to release stored weight with greater ease. Maybe this person also has the identity of an athlete, one who moves her body every single day in some way, shape, or form. And this doesn't mean that she has to do some wild hit workout every single day. She's at least getting out for a short walk because she just loves the way that it feels to move her body. And then the seventh practice, the final way to ensure you have the most magical, aligned, joyful year ever is to have a monthly date with yourself to do a month review. This is going to be similar to the yearly review I talked about in the last episode, but on a smaller scale. So you'll still want to celebrate your wins. You're still going to want to write about the one to three key lessons you learned. And what you want is you want to have this somewhere you can access it easily so that when you go to do your year-end review, you have a lot of material to revisit instead of having to jog your memory and try to remember everything that happened. So I used to do this in the monthly review section in my passion planner, but what I'm doing now is I'm creating a file on For the Words where I keep all my monthly reviews together so that I can access them easily. Maybe I even do a six-month review midway through the year and look at the first 18 big lessons I learned. All right, and then to make this happen, maybe you decide that, for example, the first Sunday of every new month, you do this monthly review and you Put it on your calendar and you treat that appointment as sacred, something you would not dream of skipping. Your slay and thrive challenge this week is to put some of these things into practice. And I know I gave you seven things that can feel like a lot, so you don't necessarily have to implement every single thing. Instead, maybe you pick one or two of these that you really loved and want to try out. 
So you could decide you're going to break your year into four seasons and commit to one singular aim between January and March. Or perhaps you find a notebook or a program where you can keep track of the evidence that your goals are becoming reality. Or maybe you love the monthly review date with yourself and you get those meetings on your calendar. Whatever you choose to act on, I know it will go a long way to helping you slay and thrive your way through 2024 and beyond. So excited for your progress and can't wait to connect with you in a future episode. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.